Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, on a recent interview with Axios on HBO, talked about how he is going to do everything possible with the platforms that he owns to quell misinformation and so forth during this election cycle. Now it's important to note that no matter what he says or does, that's in my opinion, election tampering, but it's going to be 
I suspect before election day and in the days that follow election day based on what he says. Now I'm going to play what Mark Zuckerberg said on Axios in just a minute here on my talking points, but understand this, what he says, if it's done before election day, that to me would constitute, I believe voter fraud helping to commit voter fraud or something. It, it, there's got to be something in this that would well, basically make Facebook and its related platforms complicit in a voter fraud situation. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but that's how I see it. But again, listen to what Mark Zuckerberg says during this portion of the Axios interview. On election day, it's over, but it well might not be, right? I think the dynamic that you're talking about is really important, which is that we may not know the final result on election night. One of the things that I think we and and, um, other media need to start doing is preparing um, the American people that um, there's nothing illegitimate about this election taking additional days or even weeks um, to make sure that all the votes are counted. In fact, that might be important to make sure that this is a legitimate um, and fair election. So we're going to do a, a, a bunch of different messaging around that just to make sure that people know that that's normal. So if one of the um, candidates in, in any of the races claims victory before there's um, a consensus result, then we're going to add some informational context to that post directly saying that um, that there, there's no consensus result yet. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think, a heightened risk of, um, of civil unrest in, in the period you know, between, uh, between voting and, and a result being called or, or, or after that. And I, I just think that we need to be doing everything that we can to uh, reduce the chances of violence or civil unrest in the, in the wake of this election. If that were to happen, would Facebook be blamed in part? Um, well, I, I can't speak to, to what other people would do, but I, I think we're, we're trying to make sure that we do our part to make sure that um, that none of this is, is organized on Facebook. And we want to make sure that none of that stuff is, is happening on, on our services. Um, but, you know, the, the country is, is very charged right now. So I, I think regardless of what we do, there's some chance that this happens um, across the country. I, I just want to make sure that we do our part to not contribute to it. Mark Zuckerberg, I hate to say this, but yeah, you would be complicit in any violent actions that break out as a result of your platform uh, messing with the elections. So I want you to think about that, okay, folks? Think about how Mark Zuckerberg is going to add to your posts, maybe even your private messages on Facebook to influence the election, okay? That's something that it sounds to me like he's preparing to do. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if, that, if that's what his platform is going to do, maybe it's time people started thinking about going to other platforms. Now, I know of a platform that is brand spanking new, It is put out by One American News Network, 
and it seems quite nice in its appearance. It offers no risk of shadow banning, offers zero risk of going to their jail, because they don't have one, unlike Facebook, which will threaten you with your very account being deleted. So you might want to consider this new location. It's called freetalk.app. That's freetalk.app. And it is absolutely very much a uh, place to go. It is great for conservatives, great for the country. You don't have to worry about being shadow banned, like I said, or being put in some form of jail or having your account completely removed or having stuff added to your messages or your posts. You can actually post very freely on freetalk.app. Go to freetalk.app. That's freetalk.app, all right, because I signed up over there. Just look for Firefox News Online right over there, and I guarantee you'll find me, all right? I'm not advertising for these folks. I'm just telling you this is the best alternative I've found so far to Facebook. Given what we just heard, I don't think we can trust Facebook. And for those of you who are on Facebook that have seen the messages Be forewarned, it could get even worse for you, especially some new folks that signed up with Facebook in the recent days and weeks. I would suggest strongly you consider signing up elsewhere. You're better off. Now, I'm going to tell my family something I never thought I'd be saying. Get off of Facebook. Join Free Talk. I'm serious. You're you're going to regret being on Facebook. To all my friends... The same thing. Sign up with freetalk.app today. Make it the number one social media location on the planet. And I want to thank One American News for putting this one together. Hey, listen, and you know this Internet broadcaster will be very happy to talk about it as much as possible. In fact... Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to talk about it so much that I'm going to even put a link on FirefoxNewsOnlineProductions.com to this very social media site. I believe it so strongly will be the most powerful social media location that it will take over and leave Facebook in the dust. So, yeah, you might want to do that. I'm even going to add a link, well, the URL, the web address, to what you see on your screen. So from time to time, you're going to see sign up with freetalk.app. So trust me when I say social media is going to play an, an incredible role in this election cycle, this election just like 2016, is extremely important. But this time, more than ever before, this election cycle, this will make or break our constitutional republic. Not a democracy, constitutional republic. So America, you need to get off off of your couches. 
out of your Barca lounges, out of just get up on election day. Go to the polls, physically vote. Yes, there's going to be mask wearing and social distancing, but you know what? Do it. Just do it. I'm going to do it. Hell, I've got an opportunity where I could even vote early, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go to the election site on election day, and I'm going to vote for my president, your president, our president, Donald Trump. Why? Because Firefox News Online Productions endorses this man for re-election. Need I say more? Now, of course, I'm not telling you you have to vote for the man, but consider what he's done for this country, all the positives, all of the good things he's done for America, everything that the Democrats are claiming he didn't do at all. Yeah, that's kind of a given. He's done great, and he'll continue to do great. We just got to make sure he gets that second term that he so richly deserves and that America needs. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend this broadcast globally on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, we are live, large and in charge, from our studios here in the Hudson Valley. Good evening, one and all. Hope you're having a splendid Tuesday evening. I, for one, am having a very... Well, let's see. What kind of a Tuesday am I having today? Let's see. I'm having a coffee-filled Tuesday. Yeah, that's about right for now. (laughs) Good to have everybody watching and listening wherever you are around the globe. And believe me, you are there. I am here. So we are happy as clams. Way bigger than we, we ever thought possible. All right. And you heard what Mark Zuckerberg said. And let me just point out something here. Okay. The community standards, the the Facebook droning on about false information in their opinion. I've seen friends of mine post videos Videos of, of actual information that has been covered up with a message. You can watch the video. They'll let you watch it. But they tell you up front it's filled with false information. And I thought to myself, that's fucking sick. To tell somebody what, what, what's in this video and not let them make up their own mind. I mean, yes, I do it. But it's because I previewed this stuff. But it's usually a video that shows strong graphic violence. Something that tugs at the heartstrings. When it comes to political information, they're doing this. So if you're sharing something, say, about President Trump, even a rally... If Facebook decides it's not something they want posted on their platform, they'll pull the plug on it. Or now, as you just heard, they'll decide, oh, well, you know what? We're going, you're posting this, but we're going to add this to it because we can. 
So for those of you who are looking for, by the way, and I, I'm going to say this again, for an alternative to Facebook, I'm already signed up over there. It's in its infancy. So we need to get people to rally around freetalk.app. That's freetalk.alpha. Paul, Paul, can't remember. My phonetic alphabet rem- memory is a little a little sleepy this morning uh, tonight because <laughs> I'm tired. I know I shouldn't be. I took a power nap. I I thought it was enough. Yeah, not so much. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. So here we have this um, this opportunity, okay? This incredible opportunity uh, to um, to see what our what our republic can grow into. Okay? We can, look, we can do amazing things. Okay? We can. As as Americans, we can do incredible things. But our republic, our constitutional republic is under attack by the left. The left doesn't care whether we live or die as a republic because they don't want that. They want their precious democracy. They want their precious... They want their communist, socialist America. That's what they want. They have lied against this president. They have attempted to cheat this president. They have attempted to steal this president from this president, the very thing he was elected, duly elected by the American people for, and that's the office of president of the United States of America. He was given the opportunity to show us that his promises weren't just vague words. Well, guess what? He showed us. He showed us, and he showed us big time. He took Obamacare to task, removing that vicious mandate that said we had to sign up for Obamacare. That roller coaster ride that took Americans, millions of Americans, losing their health insurance, trying to sign up for Obamacare, only to be told, They're not eligible. Remember that, folks? That was under Obama. Trump changed that because that mandate also said that if you didn't sign up for Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, you would be penalized. $750 fine. Sound familiar? 
NAFTA went the way of the wind. The USMCA came into being and did better for American business than ever before. I mean, I could rattle off tons and tons and tons and tons of fucking accomplishments that this man has, has done. Of course, the left has also tried to claim that he never did this, he never did that, that it was all... That, at one point, they even tried to claim that Obama did everything that Trump said he did. Really? I don't think so. So, the only thing I can truly think of is how very incredibly crazy uh, our country has become because of the left. We're faced with a problem, America. We're faced with Democrat-run cities and states becoming cesspools of violence. And it's spreading. I was talking this morning um, when I went over to the store to uh, pick up a loaf of bread and uh, get one of their steak, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwiches because I didn't feel like cooking anything myself and well, anyway, long story short, by the time I've said that, it's already too late. I told the uh, store owner, one of the store owners, because uh, it's a husband and wife team, uh, you know, how this violence is going to eventually spread. And she said, yeah, I, I know, and, I, and, it, and it scares me. Even she and her husband see this. So... America, we've got to put a stop to this violence, this rioting, this insanity. It's got to stop. And it's up to all of us. Tell the Democrat governors and mayors that are tying the hands of the police, untie those hands. Now. Because now it's going daytime. I brought this up last night. Sunday, an elderly couple sitting at a, at a restaurant at the outdoor table was harassed. And at one point, this woman walks right up, takes the glass right off the table, and drinks the guy's beverage. They start smashing glasses. And by the way, Fox News Channel did talk about that this morning. I happened to catch it this morning. Only they didn't bring up what happened after all the screaming and shouting. They didn't talk about the guy on the bicycle who got hit in the back of the head with a skateboard after he was hit in the head with a megaphone. Fox News dropped the ball. I can't believe 
they went so far as to only say half the story. But they did. <clears throat> the irony of this whole situation is that unfortunately we are caught in the middle you and I we are caught in the middle of all of this and it's only going to get worse right it is only going to get worse At what point do we say enough is enough? At what point do we say this too must end? Joining me on the line at 347-945-5747 course is Gunslinger from the Lone Star State. Gun, in listening to that mealy-mouthed idiot Zuckerberg, I get the impression that uh, he's, an, he's not only an idiot, but I firmly believe he is the Mussolini of social media, the Hitler of social media. You can't post anything without their permission, it seems, anymore. And now they're forcing this uh, new look on everybody. I've had enough of Facebook. And I think it's time people on Facebook started realizing they're being manipulated by liberal shitbags that work for Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you said it, a liberal shitbag. There's your answer. There, you know, Facebook, you know, good thing at one point, but if it wasn't ruined by a liberal shitbag, okay, it's probably a pretty good deal, okay? Do away with Facebook jail, obviously. But when you have a liberal in control, the owner, the CEO, uh, what do you expect? They're going to try to push their liberal agenda on everybody, whether you like it or not. If you don't like it, uh, Facebook, you know. It's it's amazing, you know, that they're able to get, get away with this because Facebook is the biggest social media in the whole fucking world, okay? It sounds like time that somebody needs to step in and break them up, you know, just like they did with Ma Bell. 
you know. My audio is distorting. Let's see if yeah, you're up. you're over modulating. Uh, probably I know probably why. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> the fucking thing is set to ten. I set it down a while ago. Now it's at. Yeah, that should be better. About that. Oh, much better, Gunslinger. Absolutely much better. I was I'm sitting here like I, I heard you I you know, I heard you fine. It's just that it was so distorted and, and mod, over modulated that it was like it was like you were talking through a megaphone against a microphone. Well it does that when the microphone gets I mean when the mic gets turned up all the way to ten and I had it at three and a half. It does. It, I'm gonna tell you something right now. It doesn't stay that way. It really doesn't. I, I, I've tr- even even if you turn off the automatic adjustment setting, it doesn't stay it that way. Good. I don't know why. Yeah, no. Yeah, I got the automatic thing off. Yeah, still does it. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, yeah, but you know something, Mark Zuckerberg. He 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 and another guy, they founded Facebook. Okay. And in the very beginning, Facebook was okay. It was. I mean, I've been with Facebook for quite a long time, and I've seen the monstrous ruination of that platform. Okay, that social media platform used to do well, and then all of a sudden, right down the crapper. When Zuckerberg became too powerful, when his, when his ego started dictating his actions, and the actions of the company, that's what I suspect is, is, is going on here. Not just his liberal values, but his ego manipulating everything. So he figures, well, since I have such a massive ego, I'm going to manipulate everybody. Get them to think as I do, believe as I do. They will do as I do. They will do as I tell them. You heard what he said in that clip? Need I say more? It it goes hand in hand. If you're a liberal, you're going to have an ego the size of of Texas. Okay? There's no doubt about that. It goes hand in hand. So... The ego is part of that bullshit liberal. Okay, when you when you're a bullshitter liberal, well, your ego is hell. It's bigger than the state of Texas, and the state of Texas is pretty fucking big. So yeah, go stand in hand. I mean, you know, same thing. And a liberal shit bag on top of that, so it's even double. <laughs> exactly, John. I mean, you know, I sit here during the day. Uh, watching different uh, video clips and different things to try and get a hand, uh, uh, to get a kind of a, uh, an idea of where tonight's broadcast will go, right? And when I heard this inter- this piece of the interview on Axios, I was like, "Boy, am I glad I don't have HBO because my TV would melt." from the sheer line of bullshit. But I, I got the impression that just sitting here listening to it, he 
basically told you without actually saying the words that Facebook will – what they'll do is they will post things. They'll post, it, they'll post something. They'll add something to your post, maybe even to your uh, private message. But mostly it'll be the posts. That's what I suspect he's referring to. And by doing that, okay, he's manipulating the voters. So if he does this before Election Day, if it starts before Election Day, that's voter manipulation. And that's supposed to be a crime, last time I checked. And since Facebook was founded in California, in this country, federal election laws would, would, be, down him, it would be down his throat. No, do you, do you, do you, I mean, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, there should be, you know, there should be a complete investigation. But, again, look at who you're talking about. Money talks. Oh, shit walks. Okay, sure, it's against the law. But, again, money talks. Bullshit walks. Look how much money he's got. So, you can find it when you got money. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, when you when you've got that when you've got millions and billions of dollars, you can pretty much control your destiny. And look at the Clintons. But you know something? I love the line that the Democrats pulled in recent weeks, in in the last month or two. You know how they've always said, let's see. Uh, Nancy Pelosi no one is above the law Schumer saying no one is above the law when it comes when they talk about Trump well what about them what about them if if no one is above the law doesn't that apply to them as well but it doesn't seem to. If you're a liberal Democrat, you get a free pass. If you're a Republican conservative, you get your ass handed to you. Why? Why is that the way it is? The Department of Justice should be, imp- should be nonpartisan. Technically, our judicial system should be Nonpartisan, but it's t- not turning out that way. It seems to me that partisan politics controls the judicial system anymore, or is it my imagination? No, it's not your it's not your imagination. It's absolutely true. I mean. Um, <laughs> Look at look at what just look at what they're doing. Nothing's been done. Uh, they think they can get away with murder. They probably have. Uh, they're they are. They well they you know they you just said they said well nobody's above the law. Well, it just depends on what um, status you are. If you're down here with the peons like us, okay. Uh, but if you're up there on the golden throne. Well, 
Yeah, all you people down there, nobody's against that law, but it don't apply to us because we make the law. Why should it apply to us? Yeah, Yeah, it's like we write the laws. All you little people have to obey them. They don't apply to us. We we're not we're we are so above you. We are so much better than you. You know? I swear to God, an act of God on every one of these Democrats would serve them right. Nothing horrendous. I'm not wishing them ill. But maybe uh, laryngitis. Severe laryngitis. That'll be that'll be nice. As soon as they start uttering the words no one is above the law. I can see it now. Hillary Clinton, not Hillary, excuse me, Nancy Pelosi. And no one is about uh, uh, gone. Voice gone. The sound of silence would be so deafening. You know what I'm saying, gone? It would be beautiful if every Democrat in the Congress and every Democrat in the Senate got laryngitis. But got what will happen, but it's nice to dream, isn't it? <laughs> so it just goes to show, you know. Everything has I lost my place. I forgot what I was gonna say just now. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good today. But I think, Gunslinger, you know, we have a responsibility, not just to ourselves, but to, to our fellow Americans, to remind them that come Election Day, they have a responsibility, a patriotic responsibility to vote in person. And if there is a place in America that is not allowing voting booths, aside from outside of the pandemic, there had better be another damn good reason. Because here in New York, voting booths are going to be available for Election Day. I'm not voting by mail. I'm voting in person. And I noticed something. Folks, I don't know if you noticed this. Talking about Facebook, by the way, did you? For those of you who are on Facebook, did you see the repeated attempts to get you to vote by mail on Facebook? Seriously, it's insanity. They're trying to get you to vote by mail and not vote in person. So you know what? Don't vote by mail. Vote in person. 
Go to the polls. Stop listening to dummycrats. Comments here from uh, Charity Rose, watching by way of Periscope.tv, one of our many video platforms that we use. Uh, in regards to the, the Free Talk app, freetalk.app, that's the website. It is a brand spanking new social media site put out by One American News that literally does not shadow ban or evict you from being a member of or any of that good shit. They literally mean what they say. Now, I'm a member there. If you haven't signed up, go to freetalk.app. Not A-T-T, not A-C-C, but A. P is in Paul, P is in Paul. Okay? Freetalk.app. Sign up. Get away from Facebook. Tell Facebook, kiss your ass, and you'll even mark the spot, baby. Just <laughs> Why would you want to subject yourself to a place that's telling you how to vote? Hmm? Now, in regards to uh, what I said a moment ago, Gunslinger, Cherokee Rose said, that's the truth. Look at the Clintons, the Clinton Foundation, and their crooked deals. It's not a hard, it's not rocket science, America. If the Clintons can get away with all kinds of, of of crooked things, what's to stop other Democrats? Look at what happened while while Biden was vice president, well, allegedly vice president. Look what happened there. Gunslinger, you remember the. The thing with uh, the prosecutor, how he said that they wouldn't get the money unless they fired the prosecutor who was invest who was pro- who was investigating Burisma Holdings. Wasn't that ale- wasn't that extortion on the part of the then alleged vice president? Gun? Oh, come on, man. It wasn't against the law. He's above the law. Remember his famous quote lately? Come on, man. Give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I think Democrats have a distorted view of what the law is. They really do. Uh, and, and you know something? I firmly believe that everyone who is a Democrat that's leaving the party is, is making the right choice because they know that the Democrats are floundering. The Democrats are lying to everyone in America. It's a given. 
You know, it really is. But what are you going to do? Now, on with some news stories to discuss. Oh, here's a. I'll start with this one. This this is to me this is absolute bullshit. The House Democrats are looking to investigate the Postmaster General for alleged campaign finance violations. Oh yeah, they're alleging that he that the Postmaster General committed. Uh, committed some committed uh, campaign finance violations. Okay, because they're not getting their way with the voter with with their voter fraud attempt with mail-in balloting and all that. The House Oversight Committee is planning to investigate Postmaster General Louis DeJoy following recent claims accusing him of violating campaign finance laws while working at his former company called New Breed Logistics. Wow, they're going back a ways. According to reports, five former employees were allegedly pressured by DeJoy to make contributions towards Republican candidates he supported. Later, those employees were reportedly rewarded for their donations with company bonuses. If found guilty, DeJoy will have committed what is known as a straw donor scheme, which violates federal campaign finance laws. DeJoy was CEO for New Breed Logistics up until 2014 when the company was sold to Expo Logistics. Following the probe announcement, White House Chief of Staff said he believed the investigation was politically motivated, but assured DeJoy would fully cooperate. Listen, when you talk about the men and women who serve in the Postal Service, the Postmaster General has very little with, act, with actually getting the mail out on time. And that's true. Never underestimate Congress's ability to ratchet up an investigation 60 days out from a presidential election. Listen, I can tell you Louis, Louis DeJoy is an honorable man. I'm sure he'll cooperate completely, and we serve in a great country where you are innocent until proven guilty, especially when that guilt is thrown your way by members of Congress, he said. Hmm. Now, DeJoy has come under fire ahead of the 2020 presidential election with Democrats accusing him of making changes to the Postal Service weeks before the election, potentially harming mail-in votes. On Monday, President Trump defended DeJoy by stating he supported an investigation but believes the Postmaster General is an honest man. The president said he's a very respected man. Postmaster General 
is appointed by a bipartisan commission, and he'll see how that goes. And we'll see how that goes. I think he's a very honest guy, but we'll see. A representative for DeJoy has spoken out, stating the former CEO wasn't aware that employees felt pressured, but has always followed campaign funding, excuse me, followed campaign fundraising laws and regulations. So the Democrats are now trying to to put the screws to uh, Postmaster Louis DeJoy from when he was the CEO of a company. The question comes now, where did they get this so-called information? You know, in in a court of law, you you have the right to face your accusers. He's going to be facing the Democrats. This is ridiculous. Sixty days before an election, you're going to pull this shit Really? Gunslinger? What do you think of this insanity? <laughs> well, you said the word again, insanity. Okay. Uh, those rules don't exist in their courtroom, remember? It all belongs to them. And, you know, they're, they're telling you what they're going to do. Okay. You, you just you just said you just read it. So, you got to be prepared for anything that these idiots are going to pull, and they will, okay, because they're idiots. Uh, look at all, the, look at everything they've done up to this point, okay. You think they're suddenly going to stop? No, okay, because they're they're like rabid dogs. They just keep going and going and going. They fucking give the Ener- Energizer buddy a fucking run for its money, okay, because they're just going to go and go and go. Uh, they have their agenda, okay, obviously, is to dethrone Trump, okay, uh, and that's, their, that's their, been their goal since day one. You know that. We all know that. And if that doesn't convince people that these idiots are, are full-blown idiots, you know, especially Sleepy Joe and Camel Toe, okay, then I don't know what will, okay? I mean, you can see... Anybody has got to be a fucking fool to vote for that idiot, okay? He doesn't know who he's married to. He doesn't know what state he's in. He don't know where he is half the time. In my opinion, he's in bad health, okay? Uh, I think it was the next, next news network or something. They had a, a piece on it that uh, you can see his hand. Where he, where it's, and his nurses have, have, have uh, said it's an IV, why is he getting IVs, okay? If you can't get an IV in the arms, they stick it at the top of the hand, okay? And you can clearly see the picture. And it's been it's been backed up by nurses and everything. That's, a, that's an IV insertion. What's up with that? I mean, is he sick? Is he, so there's something going on with him, okay? Just like with Hillary Clinton, remember? She was, you know, staggering around and falling down and all this stuff. Something going on with him, too. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. There's something definitely going on health-wise with him. 
but he's not going to admit it, nor is his campaign going to admit it. And it's, it's another Hillary Clinton situation all over again. Try to hide the truth. You know, it's going to be interesting with the first debate. It is going to be very interesting, that first debate. All right. 402 area code. Go ahead. Hey, uh, how are you guys doing? No, well, doing. Not sure how good, but we're doing. So, I missed the first half hour that I caught was um and I hate it when people do this, so I'm really not doing this, but was um there a documentary or something on HBO about Facebook? No, it was it was a it was a uh it was an interview on Axios with uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Gotcha. Uh, now That's all I, I have the uh, <laughs> well, I do have the the audio clip separate from my talking points. So if you, if you'd like, I can put that clip in motion once more, and uh, you can hear what Mark Zuckerberg had to say. And I would love to get your thoughts on it. So, sure, I, I've got thoughts on uh, it, but I'd love to hear what he had to say. <laughs> All right, here we go. On election day, it's over, but it well might not be, right? I think the dynamic that you're talking about is really important, which is that we may not know the final result on election night. One of the things that I think we and and um, other media need to start doing is preparing um, the American people that um, there's nothing illegitimate about this election taking additional days or even weeks um, to make sure that all the votes are counted. In fact, that might be important to make sure that this is a legitimate um, and fair election. So we're going to do a, a, a bunch of different messaging around that just to make sure that people know that that's normal. So if one of the um, candidates in, in any of the races claims victory before there's um, a consensus result, then we're going to add some informational context to that post directly saying that um, that there, there's no consensus result yet. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think, a heightened risk of um, of civil unrest in, in the period, you know, between uh, between voting and and a result being called or, or or after that. And I just think that we need to be doing everything that we can to uh, reduce the chances of violence or civil unrest in the in the wake of this election. If that were to happen, would Facebook be blamed in part? Um, well, I, I can't speak to, to what other people would do, but I, I think we're, we're trying to make sure that we do our part to make sure that um, that none of this is, is organized on Facebook. And we want to make sure that none of that stuff is, is happening on, on our services. Um, but, you know, the, the country is, is very charged right now. So I, I think regardless of what we do, there's some chance that this happens um, across the country. I, I just want to make sure that we do our part to not contribute to it. All right, so basically yeah, he, he's going to add messages. Yeah, I got it. Uh, 
it's like, and, and and he's not even he's not even going to take responsibility if if civil unrest breaks out because of his actions. Well, none of them are going to admit to that, but you know, the fact that he called himself media. That was the first thing that struck me. <laughs> I know, you know, we we were introduced to that as social media, a place where, you know, older people go catch up with uh, photos of their grandkids and post pictures of their dogs and kitties. You know, they were never considered to be media or players in the media. So, the, you know, the, within the first four words of what he said, you know, it struck me that, you know, you go back to the to the 19th century industrialist, you know, who are called the the captain captains of industry or the robber barons like Vanderbilt, Carnegie, Mellon, Ford, Stanford, Rockefeller. And now, you know, it's it's big tech, it's it's Ben, it's Zuckerberg, it's Jobs, it's Gates, um, you know, Bezos, you know, it's gone to big tech. And the difference, you know, big tech treats their employees better than the captains in the 19th century. But, you know, they have every reason because the Republicans want to break up the monopolies that these people are making. And the Republicans should look at yeah, I mean, the Democrats should look at the fact, you know, how much money these people are worth, you know, while we're wanting to spread everything out and, you know, get into a Marxist socialist um, nation. These guys are bazillionaires, and they've also funded Black Lives Matter, um, Antifa, the Democratic Party. So to say that they're not partisan in every way possible is completely, there's your word insane again, it's out there all over the place. Um, You know, Bezos, Amazon bought the newspaper (laughs) in Washington, and so now these guys have, you know, they have the money and they have the reach to be able to influence politics, which was never... Um, what we all thought they came on the scene for in the first place. You know, we all looked at them as being different things. Amazon is a place where you, like a big box store online, and, you know, and Apple is a brand of computers, and like I said, Facebook was a little social media thing, and now, you know, these people are dictating how, elections, you know, the outcome of elections and interfering with elections. And when you said that about, um, you know, being against the Constitution, being against the law, you know, so is resisting arrest and, and assaulting a police officer. But those things get kudos and encouragement from the left and from these captains of industry now in big tech, um, you know, they're influencers to the left. They don't want to be broken up, uh, which is what Trump has talked about. They've been investigated. But what happens is 
you know, they've been called in front of Congress, and I like to see the beat of sweat for one moment when, you know, a couple were legitimately grilling them, but, you know, the others were giving them the soft pedal, and so they pay a fine of $70 million. That sounds like a lot. It is a lot. It sounds like a lot to you and me, but... um to them, it's a drop in the bucket, and by the time it goes all the way up the flagpole, you know, to where they could really have some consequences, they've got the money to pay off, and they do, um, to buy their way away. So they don't want Trump winning, or they're going to get broken up, and they certainly don't want that. They, the monopolies will be broken up under Trump, and so... Uh, It's no secret that, you know, I mean, all the things that you say are illegal and no one, no one is above the law except the left and Democrats. They are above the law. They're resisting arrest. They're influencing voters. They're assaulting police officers. They're burning down buildings, rioting. causing anarchy, which is uh, domestic terrorism. Um, The list goes on and on and on. And so, yeah, nobody's uh, above the law unless they're, you know, in the wrong or right party, depending on how you want to look at it. But, I mean, Zuckerberg stole his company in the beginning. It was his buddy in the garage and he that made the company what do you expect from someone who stole the company in the beginning, somebody who was fundamentally dishonest from jump, how he's going to conduct himself after that? Who would expect more? Well, I, I think I think when it comes to the Democrats, you know, as I said, they 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 talk they talk about how Trump is you know is not above the law and all this, but yet they themselves have proven time and again, time and time again, that they're in 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 in, in their opinion, in their eyes, they're above the law because they've done nothing wrong, so they can get away with a whole plethora. Of, of things and nothing happens to them. You know, Hillary Clinton, prime example, that woman got away with all kinds of, of sickening, sickening things. Oh, yeah, she absolutely un- did. The Clinton Foundation is, you know, goes back to Whitewater. You know, hell, Obama went from where to his third house speaking about white privilege from a $12 million house on Martha's Vineyard. I mean, come on. (laughs) Nobody gets that. Um, Oh, my last comment. I'm sorry. Uh, You know, Biden has had, I know a little something about brain injury and specifically about brain aneurysms, he's had two for sure and possibly three. And the more 
likely. His age alone might be a reason, but repeated brain injury, particularly in the vein of ruptured aneurysm, doesn't mean 100% that this is going to happen to, but it means dementia and Alzheimer's and degenerative brain diseases are statistically much greater in people that have had brain trauma to the extent that he has. So my opinion, and I'm not a doctor, I'm just someone who's had one ruptured brain aneurysm, and I know the problems that I've lived with uh, for the last 30 years, and I can see even at 60, which is quite a bit less than him, um, the deterioration from the point it happened at 35 in the short-term memory department and um, sensory overload and I could go down the list of many things that I see in him um, at his age, but it doesn't it doesn't get better with age, I guess, is what I'm saying. And so while I can't guarantee it, I that's how I feel when I look at him is I you know, I've hosted a show for nine years with people that sound just like him. From the same thing, and by the way, this is Brain Aneurysm Awareness Month. I'd love to see if Joe would like to come on and talk about it because he certainly has experience with it. And I think Hillary had maybe a TIA, you know, um, a transient ischemic stroke, like a mini stroke kind of a thing. That, again, I'm not a doctor, um, just based on what I've seen, I do think. She had a health issue, but I think his is predictable from what his past health history has been. So they don't talk about that a lot, and they've done what they can to bury that in the pages of Google. That's the other thing. You know, you talk about media. Certain things, if you go to look it up, you aren't going to find it because they have the power to put it on the 20th page, you know, not in the first 10 entries on the first page when you go to Google something. So that that information of what you can find is being manipulated too. Well, the, 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 the fact that Google is run by a, a, a liberal group, the fact that they 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 side with with the Democrats on just about everything. So does it surprise anyone that they would uh, bury crucial and important information twenty, thirty, forty pages down? Does it surprise anyone that 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 Google, who owns YouTube, would go out of their way to silence conservatives? Take down their videos, especially when it's when, when it's information that is critical to people. You know, for people to know. And case in Absolutely. point, look at all those doctors and look at the medical professionals who had their videos taken down off of YouTube because they dared to talk about the pandemic. They dared to talk about something very important when it comes to uh, the use of hydroxychloroquine, for example. Mm-hmm. 
They didn't. The, the the left does not want that kind of information out there. They don't want any any information that's helpful to the American people out there. So when you talk about, um, you know, when you talk about Joe Biden possibly having, um, you know, uh, some form of illness that that's causing him to kind of go a little cuckoo in the Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, I, I suspect that they're trying to cover it up so much and so easily that they think, you know, people won't notice. You know? And that's why, you know, when, when, when I see, during the 2016 election, I saw the evidence, I saw the writing on the wall with Hillary Clinton. A lot of us did. I mean, how do you hide the fact that she's standing there next to her husband and looking up at the sky with her eyes blazing wide open and she's got her mouth going, oh, 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 and it's like, what the freaking hell is wrong with this woman? When she has to be helped upstairs stumbling, has to be helped into a van because she's falling down on her, on her face. Yeah. Well, she had an episode I mean, of some kind there's no doubt it like I said looked to me like a mini stroke and the the aneurysms of Biden's are they were well known till he he started running for president we had a couple people try to get him on back when he was whatever he was decade ago um, you know to get him to come and talk on the show about it of course he wouldn't talk about that um, and science has come out since then that just says people are more likely to get early onset, which in his case it wouldn't be early onset, it would be right on time, um, you know, dementia at his age, um, <clears throat> or Alzheimer's as a result of these earlier um, brain traumas that he had. So um, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I don't think there's been any doubt all along who's running the party. They had to have a front that would fool some people in that party. That party is divided in half. You know, you've got the Marxist socialists, and then you'd like to say you've got the moderates. And, and you know, they did a, everything they're against that they then act out themselves. They have... Who did they have as their front man? A white guy. An older white guy. Just what they hate the most, right? But that's what it was going to take to win, you know, was an older white guy that they could call a moderate. But obviously he's not strong enough to make those decisions, and it's like oil and water, him and his vice president, um, their views, on things and you know absolutely Zuckerberg um, Kamala um, you know they've talked about continuing these what they still call peaceful protests um, which is a sham that continuing to go on so if that isn't um encouraging it, enabling it, 
promoting it, supporting it. I don't know what is. Well, I think I think what we're seeing is um, honestly, I think we're seeing a, a, a very serious uh, blow to our our republic um, in this respect. And, and I don't I don't want to sound like an alarmist, but when people act out the way you see them doing across America right now in major cities. It's only a matter of time before they start filtering down into the smaller cities and communities. Look at what happened Sunday. Yeah, they've planned on coming out of the hood and into the suburbs and into the smaller towns. And look at Wisconsin. They only have 100,000 people. So that kind of rang the, waved the red flag of if it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. On Sunday, and I I shared this the other day, on Sunday, uh, and now it's happening in the daytime, these violent Antifa BLM rioters, they're not protesters, they're rioters, are going out in the daytime now. They went up to an elderly couple sitting in a restaurant outside, just, you know, trying to enjoy a meal, you know, enjoy the day, when these Antifa Black Lives Matter uh, rioters, they're not protesters, they're rioters, call them for what they are. They're domestic terrorists, is what I say. (laughs) (laughs) You know something? You said it better than I just did. Well, these domestic terrorists went up, and they got in this elderly couple's face, okay? In doing so, this one heavyset woman goes walking over to the table, takes the the drink that the, the man's drink, and drinks his drink. They start smashing the glasses that are sitting on the tables. They're literally destroying private property in broad daylight. Okay? Add insult to injury, a young man who, 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 was, who had his bicycle with him gets hit in the side of the head with a megaphone, and then somebody turns around and takes a skateboard and hits him in the back of the head with it. All in that same group. This happened in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now, eventually, this is going to start sliding into the smaller communities. And when it does, God help us all. Mm -hmm. God help them. Because I know quite a few people that will stand right up to them, myself included. Me too. More and more of them. Our network had a show on the... I, I, I don't know if I agree or not. I'm not really commenting on that maybe, but that a civil war start... You know, that it started 
I hope no, I don't that, think uh, you know, I hope that Trump yet. can win and just disperse these people because I mean, I, you know, and I've talked to people in the military, quite a few of them, and they're kind of, you know, they're divided. They're divided like they are about kneeling uh, for the flag. You know, some have said they've fought for people's freedom to do that kind of stuff, and others are highly insulted, you know, about that kind of thing. And it seems, um, you know, the same with this domestic terror. You know, some of the military absolutely would go out and stop this. That, you know, it's written in our Constitution, and this this denotes domestic terrorism. That's what it is, you know. You can call it anything you want, but it ain't a peaceful protest, and there's enough footage to, you know, prove it's domestic terrorism. So, um and they can blame it, you know, that they were having peaceful protests, which gave these other groups an in. But nonetheless, they're in now, and they've created a lot of damage and continue to do so around the country. So, um, you know, some of the military would go in and stop it right now. Um, hopefully all these cities that are run by Democrats, just a fact, you know, for decades, the governors and the mayors happen to have been Democrats. They won't let Trump come in and help, but I have a feeling um, if he wins, things might change. <laughs> uh, there might be an executive executive order on that. It's been done before several times in history. In fact, Obama did it at one point. It wasn't as big of a deal, and because he did it, it didn't have as long of a news cycle or the fallout that this would have, but um, you know, that that is against the Constitution. There's no peaceful protest about it, so um, you know, I, I do think that it's the fault and that the encouragement of this side and it needs to stop. Some of the military doesn't think that they want to do the same thing they did um you know, in the desert or in the jungle against other American citizens. But it is their job if they're deemed to do so. Uh, the, it's the in their job description. Uh, it's in the Constitution. One of the things that, that, that a soldier does is when, they, when they're sworn in, they swear an oath to, to, to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Okay? Yep. Domestic terrorism, by definition, is in-house, in-home, in-country terrorism. Okay? Yep. This, this is something that, you know, that the military, you know, th- there's certain things that they can do, and there's certain things they cannot do. Okay? Um because of what happened at Kent State University decades ago, for example, that situation changed dramatically the way the way the military can be used inside the United States. Uh, thus, the the posse the, 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 tongue tied. Let me try that again. The posse comitatus uh, comes to mind, but 
President Trump has, has a tool at his disposal. It's called the Insurrection Act. If he invokes the Insurrection Act, that there is not a thing that any liberal Democrat governor or mayor where these events are taking place can do about it. Now, right. does this give the, the military the right to, uh, to open fire on, 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 the American, on American citizens? No. I will say that categorically. No, it does not. They can use the same tools that law enforcement uses, rubber bullets, pepper spray, that sort of thing. And military police are trained in crowd control situations. Right. During ni- when I served during 9-11, I was trained for crowd control and so forth. Mm-hmm. And certain, certain techniques to protect not only myself, but to protect those around me from being harmed. Right. Now, the trick is, if you're not carrying, if you, since you, don't, you, you can't carry a weapon uh, that, you know, you can't use a gun, you have nightsticks, you have tear gas, you have pepper spray, you have all these other tools at your disposal. But they, again, the military is limited within the United States. They are limited. But the and that's the sad reality. terrorists are not, they can throw IEDs, commercial grade fireworks, carry AR 15s. So it's not really a level playing board, is it? No, unfortunately it's not. But you see, Rules of engagement within the United States changed after Kent State. That's that's the sad reality. We, we look at things the way the military has to handle a situation like this is within you know within the limits of the law. They have to work with local law enforcement. They can't just take over. That's something that, that they, they cannot do. They have to have local law enforcement, which they're trying to. You know, something I find interesting is. I talked to somebody the other day who, you know, leans left, and I can't tell you how many times, several, where I've brought up defunding the police, and they go to explain to me why that's not what they mean. What they mean is, and then given left-leaning person explains to me what, quote-unquote, they mean. Well, you know, right on their website they have templates for signs and computer ads and things like that that say defund the police you know that's what they've done in New York that's what they're trying to do in a lot of other places so you know for constituents to try to explain how that's not what they mean that's exactly what they mean. Their words were chosen mm-hmm. the way their words were chosen. Defund the police. So anybody that is with that party that is explaining how that's not what they mean, open your eyes. That is exactly what they meant. If they meant that candy-ass <laughs> thing that I'm hearing about what they meant, they would have said that. But that ain't what they said. 
you know, they said defund the police. So if the military has to work with police, then you have to have police, you know, not social workers. Well, one of the things that I, I found interesting is, and, and like you, I actually had, because um, uh, during the course of my day, I did have to go into town. And there's a guy I know who is a staunch Democrat, very heavy-duty liberal. But I've had a lot of conversations with him that were very, you know, very, you know, even-handed. They were very even-handed, very straightforward. He did not try to force his beliefs down my throat and vice versa. When I turned to him and said, you know, there's a, there are a lot of Democrats who are calling for defunding the police. And he said, no, we're not. I said, yeah. really? <laughs> really? You're, I said, so, so wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me see here now. So, there are governors, mayors, Democrat governors and mayors who have called for defunding the police, who have actually done that, mm-hmm. but you're not calling for that. Exactly. And he just looked at me. He, he looked at me like I had two freaking heads. And I said, explain one more. Let me ask you one more really crucial question. Do you believe the police should be defunded? He goes, uh, well, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's important that we yeah, he, he try to take me in a, di- in a different direction, try to take me around the corner and up the block. I said, stop, enough, cut, please. I said, first of all, defunding the police, here's what, hap- here's what will happen when you defund them. When you take money from their budget and slap it into something else, now you're taking away their, their budget. From their budget, you're taking away money for equipment, money for paychecks. They can't hire new officers because, guess what? They've been defunded, so now their budget is limited, so they can't really hire any new officers. And you've got people graduating from the academies. Well, that's great. They graduate from the academy. But where are they going to go to work? Well, and they're saying when they try to explain away defunding police that what they mean is they need various new types of training okay, well, when you defund them, that's another thing that's not there, right? Money for this, yes, whatever, money for diversity the training. training and the, you know, retraining in some of these positions, then you've taken the money away to be able to do that. So they said what they meant. They said what they meant. That's the first thing I'd like to drill through because that conversation with your guy is the one I've run into a bunch of times where you bring that up and they immediately start explaining it away. Now, one of the things I would like to toss into a couple of the plans, and I can't really see how others could agree, although they do, they just put it out of sight, out of mind. But, you know, each one of these people, the politicians, 
the wealthy, the Hollywood, the mouthpieces of big tech and politics, Hollywood. These all these people all have the money and do hire private security to ca- to take care of them. Now, if we want to defund the police, we elect, we pay for those people serve at our we the people at our pleasure. So, do I want to fund their private security? Um, when they're taking away my ability to have someone pick up the phone at 911 and help me if I need it? Hell no. While we're giving away health care to everyone that we can't afford, if you spend 10 minutes in a political office, you have a Cadillac health plan, not that everybody else has, but you've got a Cadillac health plan for the rest of your life. Why are they different? that when they retire or are out of politics, go to COBRA or on the regular government-sponsored health care they want the rest of us to have. I guess the big problem I have is if you're going to put out direction and mandates on the way I'm going to live, then you better damn well be living that way too, a way away with the private security. We're not paying for that. Yeah, I mean, look look at some of these uh, senators and in in, in Democrat senators, like Dianne Feinstein. I'll use her as a prime example of this. Uh, she wants to, she wants to, she wants gun control, gun control, gun control. She wants to take the guns away from the legal law-abiding citizens like me and, you know, just... Make us sheeple, basically. So her yet security she won't is, have any of that, right? Then her security people oh, won't have any guns security, either. Her, then. Oh no, her security people will have will, will be allowed to carry guns. She's a gun owner. She'll get to keep her gun. <laughs> yes, I kid you not. Gunslinger is, is sitting here with us. On this call, and he'll 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 verify everything I've just said, word for word. I, I mean, believe you. I believe you. The the level the level of hypocrisy is so over the top. I don't know. You know, you've just got to be the way it was. You know, back where I I said back in the day that I voted for Trump in the beginning, not because I was such a a, a Trump lover. I was that much of a Hillary hater. That's what it comes down to this time. (laughs) You know, that's what it comes down this time. People are going to lose it if they're Trump haters. They're not thinking of the consequences. You've also got a bunch of kids. You know, with Obamacare, they let you keep your kid on your health insurance plan until they're 25, for Christ's sake. So you got a bunch of people, 25, 30 years old, living in their parents' basement who've never had a job, paid taxes, bought their own health care, gotten a job where they've had their own health care, and they got plenty of time to be out, uh, you know, joining domestic terrorist group and burning down buildings and not understanding the word consequences. You know, uh, I don't know. I had a job when I, I lied 
you had to be 16 to have a job. Um, you know, but I worked from the, you know, 13, 14 Kool-Aid stands selling my mom's stuff <laughs> out of the garage. You know, lied about my <laughs> age when I was 15 to get a job when I was 16. You know, got through school and um, I was fortunate uh, help from my family to go through college, but that was with um, the understanding that I was going to college so that I was never back home with my hand out, ever, and I never happened. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, just the level of hypocrisy is crazy. The only people that could possibly vote this way are not looking at consequences at all. They're simply Trump haters and have lost their minds over the rabid hate that they have for Trump, um, not even about his policies. There's a lot of people that don't, that don't have money that cannot stand his ego and just the way that he presents himself as a person. And there's some kind of, I don't know, Freudian envy thing going on. I don't know, whatever the thing. They just hate him that bad. Not, not even to do with policies. They hate the man. And for that, they would let us turn into a socialist Marxist nation. Um, large percentage of the people that are going to vote that direction to a party that's so fractured, they don't even know what they are. No, they don't. And, and the sad reality is, you know, people are fed up with everything that they tried to pull on Trump over the last four years. And so. you look at, you look at, at how they wasted taxpayer money on all those hearings and investigations into Russian collusion. Yeah, okay. So you wasted our tax dollars on Russian collusion investigations that proved nothing. Okay, you wasted our tax dollars on an impeachment that went nowhere. Oh, sure, they impeached him, but they didn't get him out of office. They failed miserably because they knew they couldn't, there wasn't anything of substance to, to throw him out of office on. So that, that really pissed off the Democrats even more. But the American people... And I've spoken to people over the course of the last four years. I've talked about it on this broadcast countless times with people. Eventually, people get fed up. They get fed up with being told that Trump colluded with Russia. Trump did this. Trump did that. Trump did the other thing. And yet they don't look back and look at what Obama did for eight years holding the presidency hostage. Yeah, I hope they you know? remember that they paid for that. There were four different investigations that went on during that entire presidency. I hope people remember for all the entitlements they'd like that the money was spent chasing ghosts. I mean... If you watched that party fail every time, every time through the whole four years, four different investigations that took billions of dollars 
of our money, and they failed every time at that. What makes you think they can run a country? They failed. They failed at every, believe me, they were digging hard. They were digging hard, and they couldn't get it done through four different investigations and billions of dollars. They couldn't do it. They failed dismally. What makes anyone think they can run a country? They can't even run an investigation successfully. No. And it's it's crazy. It really is. Now, I've got a I've got someone watching by way of Periscope and their comments are as follows. Oh, but the eleven hours of Benghazi testimony was fine. Hillary Clinton allowed four Americans to die on her watch in Benghazi. She failed to act. She refused to do, to do anything. And not far, within an hour's distance, they could have sent planes over there to put a stop to what was happening in Benghazi, and nothing happened. The only thing that happened is Ambassador Stevens and his people ended up dying at the hands of terrorists. And he talks about the quid pro quo. Well, how about the quid pro quo of Democrats during the time Obama was in office who blatantly apologized for America's involvement in World War II, cut the the military strength to near pre-World War II levels, cut the the military budget, decimating our military so badly that, you know, it it was, it, it, it put America at risk. But that was okay. That was okay for them to do that. That was okay for him to get away with that. All of his, there were many executive orders and actions that he, wrote, he signed off on that were unconstitutional, that Republicans did challenge, but it went nowhere. Okay? Yeah. Now, the person, and, the person on, on Periscope is saying it was legit. The Democrats were poor prosecutors. Yes, they were poor prosecutors. And no, it wasn't legit because... Even the Mueller report exonerated him. So that really blew up in their faces, too. Mm-hmm. So the man was impeached, but never. But they, couldn't, they, they didn't have enough to remove him from office. But, you know, I'd argue that some, I, I, we should look it up. He was acquitted on the impeachment charges. They re- they rejected the Senate rejected the House on those articles and didn't find that they had a leg to stand on. There wasn't a trial that went on. I think they brought the articles of impeachment in order to impeach him, but I don't believe that he was impeached. I think in like February. Um, it was like December, isn't it? They filed the articles of impeachment. It took forever. They were supposed to directly hand walk them over that 
have that that weird uh, tradition, whatever, you know, immediately after, and they drug their feet on getting the articles of impeachment together because they couldn't think of anything good enough, and they came up with abuse of power and something about Ukraine that, oh, my God, Trump and his son, no pun intended, Trump that <laughs> to the max. Um, they actually did what they, they meant that about Biden and his son. But anyway, those were the two articles of impeachment. And I believe that the House rejected that and that he was acquitted on impeachment charges. So just because they brought the charges, I don't think they meant... Because when I think of what you're, the way you're saying it, and I could be wrong... I really could be wrong. I I admit that. But, you know, Clinton was impeached, but they didn't remove him from office. But he was impeached. I don't believe that mm-hmm. Trump was impeached. I believe they brought articles of impeachment to do it, but the House didn't agree with that. There was no trial, and he was acquitted. No, there, there was he was impeached in the Congress. Okay, that that did happen, unfortunately. But what happened when it got to the Senate trial, it fell flat. Mm-hmm. It literally fell flat, and he was because if the impeachment were to be truly successful, he would have to have been removed from office in uh, by way of the Senate trial, and that Senate trial, he was not he was not removed. And that's but just obvious. because they brought charges, he wasn't guilty. They never proved. They didn't have to prove he was guilty or not guilty of the charges. They found the the charges had no bearing at all. So can you really say that he was impeached because somebody accused him of something that they wound up? Finding well, because no. because the Democrats have control of the Congress, okay, because they control the Congress, they had the votes for impeachment. But here's the here's mm. where here, again here's where everything goes south for the Democrats. Again, when it went to the Senate trial, that Senate trial blew up in their faces when he was when when, when he was not removed from office. The Senate trial went his, went in went in his favor, not their favor. Oh, well, they but they knew that, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, they knew he wasn't going to get taken out of office. They were just what pulling another. Let's see, that was the fourth thing that they tried to do. Okay, wanderer in in on Periscope. You you need to you need to understand that every single one of the Democrats, both in the in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, on both sides of Capitol Hill, have been against Trump from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They oh, yeah. tried everything, and I mean they tried everything. To destroy this man and everything they've tried has blown up in their face so badly that they didn't know which end was up yeah. they literally don't know how to deal with this man because he's not like a he's no politician okay 
the reason they hate him so much is in part one because he never held a political office before the presidency, not one. Okay? And they didn't like that. They didn't like the fact that people voted for him and the Electoral College put him right in where he, where he is now. As far as the Senate being filled with Trump's sycophants, look, I'm in, I'm in New York, okay? And the biggest sycophant in all of the, in all of the, excuse my language, but in all of the fucking United States Congress and the United States Senate are the Democrats who try to push and continue to try to push old Obama bullshit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't like the fact that this man literally turned our economy around. Before this pandemic, everything was going great. The jobless rate, the jobless rate was lower than it had been in decades. When he took NAFTA and shoved that out the, out the back door and put in the USMCA, businesses that left this country started coming back, okay? They started coming back, and they started hiring in this country. When he made it possible for America to become energy independent, something that Obama was totally against, he wanted us to be dependent on OPEC. And Americans were sick and tired of it, and he proved it could be done. Now the Democrats want to completely shove that out the door and turn us back into an energy-dependent country? No, that ain't happening. Mm-mm. Well, I wonder what's happened to the promise by the Ukrainian guy that that phone call, Zelensky was going to investigate Hunter Biden um, for his dealings in Ukraine. <laughs> they buried that, right? They buried that. They tried to make that phone call stick, which didn't. For Trump. No. But... Yeah, that, 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 that the investigation. Not bad enough because Biden and Hunter, they haven't come out with everything on that scandal, have they? Yeah, it did blow up as far as Trump went, but not uh, not the other way around. That, there's somebody else, a kid who lived in his dad's basement till he was 25, and then he went to Ukraine. Came <laughs> yeah. home a millionaire. We, 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 we've seen how, if you remember, back when, when Biden was the so-called vice president, how he came out and said that we're not going to get, they're not going to get this money they, need, they have to fire the, the prosecutor and, and all this other stuff, 
and we're not giving that money until that happens. And what, lo and behold, they fire the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma Holding, which his son was on the board of directors for. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, prosecutor fired. They get their money. That's extortion. That is extortion in every classic sense of the word. So what I'm trying to wrap my head around, and what Wanderer on Periscope doesn't understand, obviously, is that you know the Democrats think that they can control everything that we do, okay? And that's falling flat on their face, too. They can't get their way with uh, mail-in voting, so they're going after the postmaster general. They're going to investigate him for something that allegedly happened while he was the CEO of a company prior to his departure in 2014, alleging that he uh, gave bonuses to people who donated to campaigns, thus alleging campaign finance fraud and all this other stuff. And, well, you know what? It's, an, it's just another Democrat ploy to try and discredit the president, or at least they think that's what it's going to do. What they forget is this guy wasn't hired by the president. He was hired by a commission, right. a bipartisan commission. So between you, me, and the lamppost, there's not, there's not one thing that a Democrat could say to me that would convince me that Joe Biden is the right choice. The man can't even put together a sentence. The man cannot put together a, a steady sentence. A lot of his gaffes and, and blunders is the reason why his campaign has protected him so much. And a lot of Democrats kept saying they don't want him to debate Trump. They know that if he goes into a debate against Trump, it's going to be a major disaster. Well, it's going to be a major disaster if he doesn't. Trump will cut him to shreds. You can no see it now. I can it. see the handwriting on the wall. Yeah, he will. He won't even. He could use his pinky and cut him to shreds. I can't wait to. I just can't wait to see it, man. I mean, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Why are they so late <laughs> though? The mail-in voting starts. A long time before, I wish they would have had another debate and that they would do them sooner than they're doing them. But I agree with you. There won't be any contest. And if they do weasel them out of it, that ought to tell tell people things. I think people want to hear that debate. they got to really be in a tough position right now because if they let them do it, they're in a bad place. If they don't let them do it, they're in a bad place. I mean, even their own people are going to wonder, you know, even if he doesn't want to come out of the basement to do it, you know, if he didn't even do a Zoom debate, for example, uh, uh, you know, I think that either way, they're between a rock and a hard place on this one. Well, 
look at what happened during the um, during the um, debates with Hillary Clinton. She tried to she tried to to basically take everything that was what Trump was 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 talking about doing. She tried to make it sound like she had the idea first, and she didn't. And then she tried to to dismantle what Trump was talking about, and she couldn't. She mm-hmm. sat there knowing full well that her that her arguments were baseless. Yeah. But the Democratic Party at the time, and this is during the, this is back when they were actually using superdelegates. They gave her all those superdelegates. They didn't want Bernie yeah. Sanders. They wanted her because <clears throat> because she was a she was at one time Secretary of State, First Lady, this whole other bullshit. Because she's riding the coattails of her husband's presidency at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And because it's name recognition, that's why they they did what they did. It wasn't for because she was a good candidate or a strong candidate. They just wanted to put someone in there with the name recognition, hoping that that name recognition would carry her to victory. And then look where it got her. Her debates well, were she still were thinks pointless. she won. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she, she says she, she thinks she still won because of the popular vote. Well, first of all, that's not – the popular vote is not how we pick a president. It's done through right. the Electoral College. And now the Democrats right. have said in recent months – that they want to abolish the Electoral College and all this other of stuff. Of course they do, but they can't do that. It wouldn't be fair. We have just as much right in smaller states as the exactly. bigger states. So the you're just going to let the bigger is, states decide? That's unreal. Here's the thing. The Electoral College is, in, is, is constitutional. Okay? It is a constitutionally based system. Mm-hmm. Therefore... For them to get it removed, it w- there would have to be a constitutional convention. And this is something that most people don't know. In order, they have to get a constitutional convention of all 50 states, and at least two-thirds of all 50 states have to agree to kiss a goodbye. And you're not going to get that. They're not no. going to get that. So, unfortunately, the Democrats are running on gas fumes. They know that this election is crucial, but they don't stand a snowball's chance because look at what Biden is doing. He comes out of that basement of his, and he's, he's already made more blunders than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. Yep. I sit here and I watch some of his stuff of late, and I sit here and I get the biggest laugh of my life. So... This, this this guy Wanderer said in the uh, on Periscope that my facts are just wrong. Really, the facts are out there for the, in, for the public consumption. Yeah. What the liberal media refuses to talk about, we've been talking about here, and we found the we found the facts, we found the truth, we found everything that the Democrat liberal media refuses to talk about. MSNBC and CNN 
are basically doing the, the bidding of the Democratic Party. That's all they've been doing. The same thing with the Washington Post, the New York Times, the New York Daily News, the Huffington Post. You name the liberal rag that's, that's done it as well, and I guarantee <laughs> they've talked nothing but BS. Look at, and I'll give you an even, an even bigger issue. This broadcast, to my knowledge, was the only one that talked about how the Democrats, back in the, back in the 20s, founded the Ku Klux Klan. Now, recently, Snopes mm-hmm. and Politico tried to say that the Democrats didn't found the KKK. Bullshit. You're kidding. They yeah, I'm not. It. I'm dead serious. They're the oh, God, are we rewriting the, the history books again? I of know. Of course they are. I know. <laughs> okay, then. Hmm. It's, it's, the, it's the insanity of the left. It is their, their, in, their, their lunacy to try and convince you and I that their revisionist history is correct. Now, I'll give you a great example of how revisionist history under this common core crap has even brainwashed our kids. Now, back when I was in school, I mean, back in the 70s, I had a history book that was as thick as a phone book, okay? Now, the, the, what, the, the phone book in Westchester County back in the 70s was about four to six inches thick, if not more, okay? Big county. Mm-hmm. My, my history book was almost as big as that packed with information about World War II, World War I, the Korean War, the Revolutionary War, so on, so on. Today's history books are maybe about two or three inches thick at best. And half the information does not, there's not even, there's not even mention one in the history books about what happened on September 11th. Not one. Mm. Kidding. The Revolutionary War gets maybe six, seven pages tops. And we know there's more than that. So all of this liberal shitbag history revision is indoctrinating our kids. It's brainwashing our kids. When the last of us who learned American history, true American history is gone, that's when this country is going to go down the toilet. Well, but then they've got to okay. relearn everything again. You know, history teaches us what we did right and what we might want to do different. If you destroy history, they're bound to relearn it again. That's why history repeats itself, <laughs> you know. Um, Which I've said many times on this show. Yeah. If we do not we learn from a, the mistakes of our past, we are doomed to repeat them in our future. Well, yeah, and if you take them away and they can't learn from that, and I was kind of surprised. We have a child in the family, 14, a freshman, 
in high school, which I thought this was kind of a heady exercise, actually, for a civics class. But the mom and her boyfriend were confused and sent the instructions to this assignment to my husband and I. And my husband was getting ready to go to bed, and he was like, no idea. He looked at it and just put it down. And I looked at it and read the instructions, and what what the teacher wanted was a political cartoon about immigration. They didn't want... In, now, this didn't make sense. They They didn't want it to be about immigration. They wanted it to be basically a satire, a, a cartoon um, pointed at immigration. The sentence really didn't make any sense the way that she worded it. And then should there be a bubble, you know, of what the character is thinking and or what the character is saying and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and I said, well, I can give you a couple of those. <laughs> right off the bat, Um, ideas, and I I don't draw well, but I knew my idea. So I drew a couple of these stick figure uh, cartoons that she could use, and I told her the first one she wouldn't want to use because it would probably upset her teacher. I said, but the second one, I have a way you can justify it, that your teacher still ain't going to love it. But she'll like it just fine. But then I think you should write on the back of the paper, question her bias. Because the way that the assignment was worded, there was obviously a bias in this assignment. And if you're going to be, you know, one of the first assignments, you know, the first two weeks of school, right? One of your first assignments. Your teacher is going to create one that if the teacher isn't adult enough to not have a bias for what the kid turns in, then that could affect the kid's grades or the way the kid is treated for the rest of the school year. Um, I found that interesting. And so I obviously she's not going to challenge her teacher on bias. (laughs) But I saw it in the assignment. I thought, wow, you'd really want to be careful about what you put down, which isn't learning. You know, that's about freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And that's what, you know, education is. You learn things, but then, you know, you you express them in the way that you process. And in this particular case, you know, she was going to have to be pretty mindful of what she put down for that assignment based on the way it was worded from the teacher. And I guess I was glad I wasn't a parent in this day and age. I'd have some real problems with that, but um, but I did come up with a cartoon for her that would work for the teacher, I think. So my other one, not so much, but it amused me. So I was surprised. I I haven't had a lot of experience with how much they've changed curriculum now, but that's 
too bad to have to be spoon-fed information and not be shown both sides of the coin so that the kid has a chance to actually exercise their own brain and be an individual, you know, form their own individual thoughts based on looking at both sides of the facts. Um, You know, we're going to have a bunch of Stepford kids being spoon-fed how they're supposed to think and how they're supposed to believe, and I think that's really sad and a raping of the educational system by not providing both sides and being unbiased enough. You know, they're acting like they're the media. (laughs) You know, that teacher was acting like she's, there was Zuckerberg being the media. You know, she's not. She's there to teach both sides and let the kids assimilate the information to become individuals. But see, individuals don't work in a social, socialist population. They don't want you to be individuals. You've got to fall in line. And we've never seen one of those systems work. All right. Well, let me just... Uh take this quick call here 704 area code just a second here switchboard's acting up all right 704 area code go ahead okay so basically i don't think that women should have the same rights as men uh we're not talking about that's a troll what that person was calling yeah and that person will not get to come come back. And 678 area code, do not try again. You're on the list of, of, of numbers that do not get on the air. So 678 area code, you are not going to get on the air. I don't know why you're trying. 909 area code, go ahead. Hello? 909. Yeah. Uh, how's everybody's day going? That's all I just wanted to start with. Nigger, uh, nigger, 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 nigger. Yeah, go. You're a racist. You're a racist. And, of course, I should have seen that coming. 678 area code, you're not getting on the air. Stop trying. Goodbye. Uh, this, this is the, these are people that are voting for, Obama, for, for, uh, for Biden. These are Biden voters. Notice how they I have one. I think they're people pig. that live in the basement of their parents. <laughs> they're prank phone callers. Okay, hang on a second. I'm glad there. we didn't. I'm glad we didn't Kim, hear the next Kim, sentence. Uh, Kim, I gotta ask. It is Kim, right? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I because I, I I've been sitting here kind of. Not so sure I, I, I should say the name because it might be wrong, but I knew I wasn't wrong, thank God, because uh, I'm usually bad with names, usually. Got a shock today. 678 area code, go on, and you're not calling back. You're not getting on after this. Digger, digger. pig. I knew that was coming. You got your, ten, you got your half second of fame. Racist Biden, racist Biden supporters. That's what they are. The racist Biden supporters. Yeah. And by the way, the word you use, folks, let me explain to you what that word actually means. 
So this way there's no misunderstanding. It means ignorant person like you, 678, you're done. Goodbye. Get the fuck lost. Go, in, go, to, go to Joe Biden's basement. You'll be better off there. Or go to the Antifa website, and that'll take you to Joe Biden's website. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, but that that's the kind of scum that we have out there. Six, seven, eight. I told you, you're not getting on. You, you know, you can just sit there and listen. You're in, you, the word you used just a moment ago means ignorant person. That's what you are, an ignorant person. Uh, as soon as I told him he's just going to sit there and listen, he left. Of course. <laughs> he didn't like being off told to off. Show. Off to the next show. Man, yeah, they just not keep going. On. They'll be on. Sit there and listen. You're a racist. Oh. Six, seven, eight, Why you're a racist. Now he's just calling in and hanging up. Next time he calls That's in, okay. I'm going to, I'll broadcast his phone number. I don't care. Yeah, I was going to say, because we should have a list. I've got a list. I've got an entire list. 678-306-6192. You're not getting on because you're a racist. <laughs> now, having said that, uh, let me see. So... We, we, we deal with a lot of stupid people, you know, racist assholes that, that are going to vote for Biden. And it happens. But then, again, 678-306-6192, uh, you're not getting on. So, and, and 647, you're not getting on either. I'm done taking calls at this time. Sorry. They usually come in a clump all together like that, too. I had three of them. Have you noticed row. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a pattern. <laughs> oh, it's a yeah, pattern. Yeah. yeah, we know this. We've been around a while. <laughs> mm. See, now, now 678 Six one nine two is being just an idiot. Aside from being a racist, so I've got your number written down, dumbass. I'm going to broadcast it all over town, and I just did. So six seven eight three zero six six one nine two, you're a racist, and hopefully you get treated like one. Anyway, going back to, uh, to some of the. Uh, news of the of the evening. Let's see. Well, check this out, folks. Senator Mitch McConnell announced is announcing that the Senate will vote on targeted COVID nineteen relief bill as soon as this week. Okay. As early as this week. So check this out. The Senate reconvened Tuesday with coronavirus relief at the forefront of discussions. Both parties are in favor of sending out a second stimulus check to Americans, but disagree over the terms. The Democrat 
Senate-controlled House passed the $3 trillion HEROES Act back in May, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell called it a liberal wish list. The Republican-controlled Senate proposed the $1 trillion HEALS Act during their last session, but Democrats don't believe it goes far enough. There were discussions between the White House and Democrat leaders over a skinny stimulus bill, but those talks fell through. Meanwhile, the House will reconvene next week. I guess, uh, I guess, I guess uh, Fancy Nancy has to go to the hair salon again before she can reconvene the <laughs> Congress. Uh, uh, too, terrible, terrible. That was funny. Um, <laughs> Now, McConnell confirmed the chamber will be voting on a targeted coronavirus relief bill as soon as this week. He released a statement Tuesday in which he said the proposed legislation is focused on the most urgent health care, education, and economic issues. The Senate Majority Leader didn't specify what the new GOP proposal will include, but reports indicate it may feature funding for enhanced unemployment benefits and small business loans. So it's it's looking like we're going to you know we're going to get a back and forth back and forth back and forth over all this. And uh Eventually, it's going to have to come out where – oh, wow, I can't log into my Twitter account. Uh-oh. I keep getting an error message. You're being censored. Well, we'll find out because, nope, I had to open a, a different browser to just to get in there. So it's like, okay. Okay. Uh all right. Now, if I can find, there it is. The item I was looking for, I, uh, I had trouble finding because of the inability. It's the browser. It's not Twitter. I was, I was having trouble getting there. Now, this is from a news article out of Louisville, Kentucky, because he's a Kentucky senator. Obviously, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell issued the following statement Tuesday morning regarding a Senate vote on further coronavirus relief. This is this is what it says. Senate Republicans have been trying for months to deliver more bipartisan relief to the American people. In July, we proposed another sweeping package totaling more than one trillion dollars. Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer said no. 
In August, we proposed narrowing discussions to the most urgent and bipartisan subjects. They blocked that too. Speaker Pelosi and Leader McConnell, excuse me, Leader Schumer said a targeted deal on jobless benefits and the Paycheck Protection Program would be piecemeal. But then Speaker Pelosi came rushing back to pass the most piecemeal bill imaginable, Postal Service legislation that completely ignored the health, economic, and education crisis facing families. Everything Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer have done suggests one simple motivation. They do not want American families to see any more bipartisan aid before the polls close on President Trump's re-election. They have taken Americans' health, jobs, and schools hostage for perceived partisan gain. Today, the Senate Republican majority is introducing a new targeted proposal focused on some of the, most, of the very most urgent health care, education, and economic issues. It does not contain every idea our party likes. I am confident Democrats will feel the same. Yet Republicans believe the many serious differences between our two parties should not stand in the way of agreeing where we can agree and making law that helps our nation. I will be moving immediately today to set up a floor vote as soon as this week. Last month, more than 100 House Democrats publicly asked Speaker Pelosi to stop stonewalling and let them vote on a targeted COVID-19 relief. She ignored them, just like her piecemeal postal legislation ignored American families. I will make sure every Senate Democrat who has said they'd like to reach an agreement gets the opportunity to walk the, to walk, the walk. Working families must not suffer more than necessary because Democrat leaders think citizens' pain may help their political fortunes. Congress can, sh- Congress can, should, and must do more to help. The Senate will vote, and the American people will be watching. Now, I will say this, And I cannot stress this enough, how much more do the American people have to endure from the Democrats before they finally realize that these liberal shitbag dumbasses are not working in, their, in the American people's best interest? Okay? They're not doing anything For sure. that helps the American people. So, Kim, I want to get your thoughts on what you just heard, and then I want to get Gunslinger's thoughts as well. So, Kim, start us off. Well, I agree there was a lot of fat in that first one, and our debt is insane. And I know a number of circumstances where people who, with that stimulus, they didn't typical government, they didn't distribute the funds well. 
as they should be aside from the extra fat that added, added to the debt we can't afford. There were people making more money staying at home. You know, even if you buy, like, disability insurance, for example, or any type of thing, they'll limit that at 60% of your earnings, they say, so that it doesn't encourage malingering people not going back to work because they get paid more. You know, I've got a uncle, Stephen, that was on, um, uh, you know, Social Security, and that 2500 bucks or whatever we got was just a bonus for him. You know, he made the same as what he was making, but he got a $2,500 bonus, you know, and went and bought a TV. Now, I don't think that's what that stimulus package was meant for. And a lot of that money wasn't immediately distributed. A lot of small businesses went out of business because they were sitting on the money and didn't get it distributed to the right people at the right time. So, you know, instead of just coming up with these large amounts that put us further in debt, the money really has to be directed to the people that that need it, that are affected, um, you know, the reason that they're uh, voting for this stimulus package, not for people that don't need it, um, that are just looking at it as a bonus to buy a new TV. So, um, you know, they're only holding back because they're not able to put the fat in that they want. And I think people would appreciate having the help now. And, you know, while they're writing in there, all these businesses that, you know, they would have been out of business for a month, maybe, over the quarantines are now out of business forever because of all of the anarchy we were talking about. You know, they have not been doing any favors. All of those people out on the streets that were doing those things should be paying to restore all of the damage that was done. And that's not even going to help these people get back in business. So they really do need to be more reasonable and get something passed that are going to help people more quickly and find a way to streamline getting people paid. Yeah, I, I think um, I think what what what's needed, what I truly believe is needed, is yes, the stimulus checks, as nice as they are. That's not the only that, that may help in the short term, but people need something you know to help their businesses. Okay. There are businesses that applied for these, uh, the, 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 this relief package money. Some of them are still waiting for it. Exactly. And it's not, and it's not President Trump's it? fault. It's not, it's not no. his fault that this money is not getting out there. Whoever is 
supposed to be making sure that these applications are approved expeditiously and these these businesses get the money that they need to to stay afloat uh sadly you know that it falls on that person or person's shoulders not the president exactly exactly right There's the money was I know a guy in my hometown I know a guy in my hometown who applied now whether he actually got it yet or not I don't know but last time I heard he hadn't gotten anything yet and this guy is a is a federal contractor. Okay? So hopefully he got the money. I really hope he got the money. I because, you know, there, 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 there has to be there has to be some help for small business. Okay? Even though he's a contractor, he's still a small business doing this federal contract. And, well, and self-employed, like you said, self-employed, a lot of entrepreneurs out there, and they were overlooked the first time. You know, big corporations don't need the money as much as small business and entrepreneurs at this point. Exactly. The the, the small business and the entrepreneur, the people who are looking, the entrepreneurs who are looking to, to, to start from the ground up, who are looking to 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 do something positive in, the, in in their lives that will be positive in the lives of their customers and ultimately mean something to that that entrepreneur, but they can't get off the ground if they don't have the means by which to do it. And the small businesses, you know, the, the mom and pop businesses, are being just before this pandemic. A lot of them were being hurt by the big. Uh, corporate stores and everything else, and a lot of them, you know, suffered greatly. Many closed, but there are some that still survive because of loyalty to that business by the community. That's that's what what really surprised me the most is they have such wonderful loyalty from their customers. You know, and, and they get new customers because of that loyalty. So it, it's 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 really a catch twenty two, Kim. It really is. Gunslinger, what about you, brother? It it really just depends on what size the business is. Okay. I got a little business sense because I ran my own business for ten and a half years. A one electric company. Okay. If you're not doing whatever your business is doing, okay, you're not making money. Uh, I don't care if you got one employee or you've got twenty five thousand employees, okay. If you're not doing and you're not producing your product, whatever you're doing, you ain't making no money, okay. Does the stimulus should go to those people? Yeah. <clears throat> should it go to the larger businesses? Yeah, because remember. The larger businesses, they have employees too, okay? It's just, you know, let's take, for example, the airline industry, okay? I like flying, so I'll take the airline industry. They employ tens of thousands of people, okay? Families, you know, just like me and you, okay? Pilots, flight crew, ground crew, I mean, air traffic controllers, I mean, the whole freaking nine yards. 
Look at where they affected. They either had to now take early retirement, they quit, they're furloughed. You know, there's a guy on the YouTube I, I keep up with, or actually two of them, uh, Bronco Lirio. He's a veteran triple seven pilot and mentor pilot. He's over in England somewhere. He said, and the first guy there said, I probably flew my last on the triple seven because he's 52, 53, I think. He said, they'll probably offer me mandatory retirement. Okay. Mandatory. Not choose mandatory. So he said, I'm probably, you know, I'm probably done on, on commercial flying on that. So it's it's affected them a zillion times. So should they be bailed out? Yeah. Like I said, employ people just like the small businesses do. You know, it's catch-22. Right. Well, yeah, it, it is a catch-22. And, and uh, just just so so people know that uh, the airline industry, like just like many of the the transportation hubs, like you know, uh, bus lines like Short Line and Greyhound, and of course Amtrak, all got affected badly by this by, by this shutdown of of, in, uh, of 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 businesses travel being yeah. restricted and everything else. So they're suffering and, and they employ hundreds of th- hundreds <clears throat> upon hundreds of thousands of people across the country. The uh, major, tra- the major transportation hubs for the, you know, for local areas like prime, and I'll use Metro North as a prime example. They probably got hurt just as badly as Amtrak did. Okay. And you're talking about, I'm talking about a, a, a train, a train uh, service that covers the Hudson Valley, okay, from, from Grand Central Terminal all the way up to Poughkeepsie, New York. From Grand Central Terminal going up into, up into Connecticut and all that, okay? And, of course, the Harlem Line, which I don't remember where the Harlem Line goes. I, I have to look at the map again. It's been so many years. But what it comes down to is you've got all of these people working for these trains. Really? I don't know what that was. uh, I don't disagree with you guys at all, by the way. I thought that the first one that they did help out the larger businesses kind of to the exclusion of the entrepreneurs. I'm not saying I agree with you. All those businesses employ people like you and me, and they should be rescued too. I just thought that they had neglected a little, not that this stimulus package shouldn't have more money in it for them. I thought that they had kind of short-shrifted like self-employed people and that kind of thing because that wasn't included in that small business rescue thing you could go on there and get lost in the paperwork for. But I do yeah. agree with you well, both about... One of, thing, one of the problems is when you've got... Okay, let's face it. Governmental paperwork can get lost in the flotsam. Well, especially when you're talking thousands and thousands of applications scurrying in at the same time. Okay. Now that that takes manpower. 
to go through all these applications, people, you know, in the, who know what to do. Right. When you're dealing with thousands of applications at a time, okay, it's, it, it's hard. I'm not saying that they, you know, that they, you know, that they don't know what they're doing. They do know what they're they doing. Said they they did. do it. Some of them said they didn't know what they were doing, but the instructions were so muddled, they didn't exactly know how to process them. So you're right, there was a bulk of paperwork coming in at the same time, but it was written in bureaucratic legalese that the people filling in the paperwork didn't completely get it, and the people processing the paperwork under the gun like that, those were brand new jobs. And then there was COVID, so they weren't necessarily all in a big office building for this deluge of paperwork under this unique circumstance and training to be able to do it in a timely fashion. A lot of those people were working probably from home. Yeah, I I think part of the the biggest problem uh, for small business owners, um, many of them... <clears throat> like the guy I know in in my hometown, okay. You know this guy. This guy understands the the federal paperwork better than anybody I know. This guy can he can read the legalese, and he's no lawyer, but he can read the legalese. He get he gets it, and he's still waiting. Last time I knew, last time I heard, he was still waiting. And it, it's it's a shame that there are many businesses like him, business owners like himself, small businessmen who. Uh, who basically have a mom and pop business that does federal contracting, but still it takes, you know, he has to take out of his money, out of his back pocket to, you know, to buy supplies and everything else and do all the stuff that he needs to do in order to, because he feeds the troops. Okay. And what I find laughable is that even a guy like like like, like even this? Uh, uh, let me try that again. Tongue blocking the eye teeth. Couldn't see what I was saying. When when you've got a guy who who deals with paperwork like that on a regular basis, it's not hard. But for the average John and Jane Q public, I mean, if I were a small business owner and I had to apply for a small business loan in this in this crisis. Looking at all that paperwork, I'd have to go to a lawyer and the lawyer help me figure out all the paperwork because it, the written legalese is over my head. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Huh? It wasn't timely, yeah. the way it was written, the way it was processed, the way it was done. But they do need to streamline. They can't. Our debt clock is already a joke. They do need to be careful the way they do this and they can't make it a wish list full of pork. They need to address the problem with more of a tunnel view of what the problem is and not all the write-ins of the I wants that have nothing to do with it. This isn't this isn't calling for that kind of politicking. We can't afford it. They no. need to stay on and point. 
and right now we, we can ill afford the armchair quarterback nonsense too. Um, a lot of these liberal media outlets are doing armchair quarterbacking. Yeah. And they're offering misinformation that's not helping anybody in the small business community when it comes to these to, to this stuff. They sit there and they act as if they have all the answers, but their answers are bogusly full of bullshit. So what I tell people up front is, look, you want the bottom line, you want to understand this stuff, find someone who speaks legalese, that understands federal paperwork. And have or somebody them sit down who did it last it. time. You know, maybe exactly. someone who did it last time. You know, all of this is, is easy to do. So, like, if I had if I had to fill out that paperwork, I'd go to somebody that's done it before, mm-hmm. who's been through the rubber mill, bouncing around, trying to get things done right. That's what I mean by the rubber mill. Because when, you, when you're in the rubber mill, you're bouncing from this one to that one, bouncing from that one to this one. And seriously, it's just it's just that simple. It may sound difficult to some, but it's actually that simple. Just reach out. There's got to be a group or, or an individual who's gone through this, been down that road, as the old saying goes, been there, done that. Got the T-shirt and the hat, the whole wardrobe and the luggage rack. And the truck to carry it all in. And by the way, that line, the, the last part of that, and the truck to carry it all in, I added that. But the first part of it, uh, a friend of mine here in the local area coined that, coined that phrase. So uh, uh, he, he's, an, he's an IT guy that's real cool. So I got to give him props. Um, I've known him for many years, but it took me years to to get it where I could say it and not get tongue-tied doing it. You know, it's uh, you've been practicing (laughs) just a little bit, just a little. But it, it stands to reason, Tim. It stands to reason, Gunslinger, that. What they're going to vote on this week still has to go back to the Congress. Yeah. And you know what Pelosi's going to do with it. She's either going to sit on it or shit can it. We've really got to get the Congress back. She has got to go. She's got to go. When her own party, when her own party in Congress tells her not to do something and she decides to do it anyway, that tells me that her own party is so fractured and so fucked up, it's beyond repair. Hey, Iggy Mom! You got to take off? I do. My phone yep. is running out of ink. I just looked at it. 
Uh-oh, it's running out of juice, huh? Sorry, I didn't realize. All right, well, Kim, it was really great having you here tonight. I hope hope you'll be able to join us again this week soon. I will, and there's something I want to send you. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Every year I do a show devoted, you know, in remembrance of 9-11. I just remembered that you're in New York. The person I'm going to be interviewing is a retired Marine, longtime officer. He was at Ground Zero um, on 9-11. One of the things we're going to be talking about is how 9-11 is still killing because of the illness, um, the ongoing illness from the debris that was in the air and how many people 9-11 is still killing among first responders. We're going to be talking about that and doing a remembrance show, but one of the questions I'd like to ask him is someone who not only put up his life for our country in the military, but then for the New York City Police Department, for a career work, and then 9-11, how he feels about how they're treating the first responders, specifically law enforcement in New York today. 9-11, we were a united country when that happened, and they were our heroes. And how does he feel today with the lung disease that's killing him because he was there, 9-11, day after day after day, when they're talking about this year not lighting the 9-11 memorial, the Democrats. What? And Yeah, check it out. Are you serious? They're actually not going to do the, 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 the lighting this year like they've always done? If they do it 9-11, they're not planning on doing it through the holiday time because the holidays aren't real, right? Because we're not a Christian nation any longer. Anyway, I'm going to be asking him. It's really a 9-11 tribute show to something people probably don't think about. But I'll send you the link after I do the show because I think it might be something that you'd want to hear since you're right there in the area. And I do think it's interesting thinking back because, like I said, we all remember where we were, 9-11. We were very united then, and law enforcement, first responders of all kinds, they were our heroes. And I don't think that we think about the fact that they've been dying every day since 9-11 because of Ground Zero on 9-11 to this day from diseases that they acquired being heroes that day. And now here we are in 2020 treating those same people that are dying from Ground Zero with the disrespect and disregard that we're doing right now 
and for him in New York, and particularly what's going on in New York today. That part will be, of course, toward the end of the show. The first part is going to be about 9-11. So um, anyway, sorry I missed you the last week or so. had some family health issues come up, but I just thought I'd tell you about that show, and I'll send you a link after I do it toward the end of the week. All right. Well, that that brings to mind uh, a reminder that I that I've failed to uh, to advertise like I usually do, but with everything that's been going on uh, in my personal life, health-wise, and everything, I've just been uh, kind of not mindful of of, of 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 that I do this every year. On September 11. 2020, at a special start time of 9 p.m. Eastern, Firefox News Online will be airing its annual 9-11 Remembrance broadcast. On that night... That's a Friday. Are you going to do it on Friday? Yes. I do it on on September 11. I try to do it on September 11 every year, regardless of when it falls. And... What I'm going to do is, on that night, uh, there will be no uh, discussion of, of uh, try not to discuss politics as much as possible, but it's hard to to not do that because a lot of politics of the, of the time do come to mind. So September 11, 2020, at a special start time of 9 p.m. Eastern, Firefox News Online will be on the air on the multiple broadcasting platforms for the for the 9/11 remembrance. Okay. And I'll be there. just to give you an idea, just to give you an idea, uh, three people that I knew personally uh, were lost on September 11 at the twin at the twin towers. Uh, two members of the New York Guard, which I served in during 9/11, I served two tours of active duty with them and uh, a, a member of the fire department who was, uh, was also a volunteer in my hometown, but uh, he, was, he was a paid fireman in New York City. Uh, these, these three gentlemen uh, are always, uh, I always remember them uh, because of their, their dedication their, and, and their uh, sacrifice. And I remember all of the first responders. Uh, Being a first responder myself, December will mark 39 years as a member of the Peekskill Volunteer Fire Department uh, in my hometown. And I always try every year to remind people that we should never forget. It's often said, we will never forget 9-11. I pray every day we never do forget 9-11. And yep, I'll tell you something. Not on my show either. I will be at your show because mine's going to air before that. I'm not on Friday night, so um, the 11th happens to fall on Friday night. So I'll be at your show, but I'll get you a link to mine before that. All right. And I'll be sending an email out to remind everybody uh, so you'll get the email 
um, about the broadcast that night, too. Good. Um, okay. Well, thank we, you for letting me be here, and I do want to hear about your the outcome of your sleep issue. I was thinking about you during your testing, but I've got to do it when I have more ink in my phone. So thanks for letting me be here tonight, and I'll see you Friday. All right, Kim. Thank you for being here. It's always a pleasure. Okay. And we'll see you on Friday. Thanks. All right. Good night, Gunslinger, everybody. Thanks. So. All right, later. That is that is happening this Friday, um, and I hope that a lot of people will join me on that night. Uh, many of the people who have not been to the broadcast of late, uh, I will. I, I hope and pray that they will join me that night. It is. Um, it is something that I feel I need to do. I feel very strongly it's something that I have to do. For, my, for, my, for, for the men and women in uniform, for the first responders, and for the American people. So please be sure to join me on September 11, 2020, at a special start time of 9 p.m. Eastern Time for the 9-11 Remembrance broadcast. We have roughly about just under 10 minutes remaining in the broadcast. Uh, let me just remind everyone very quickly <clears throat> about the, uh, the new social media website that I've been talking about here on the broadcasts uh, every once in a while. It's called freetalk.app. That's freetalk.app. It is a... It is an alternative to Facebook. This social media site, get the word out as much as humanly possible. This, this website was put together by One American News Network. It is quite literally. There is no shadow banning. There is no free, free talk jail. There is, it's nothing, everything that Facebook is in regards to their, their anti-conservative mentality, this site is pro-conservative all the way. So be sure to spread the word. Freetalk.app. It's freetalk.app. All right? I'm signed up over there. And the way to find me over there is under the uh, is uh, is under the following it is um, oh boy <laughs> uh, having a brain fart here uh, wow having a real brain fart the the best way to find me is at the real ffno that's at symbol the real ffno you can also search for for the name Firefox News online, and you'll find me over there at freetalk.app. Given what Facebook is proposing to do, I strongly suggest people consider this as a great alternative 
to Facebook. Tell your friends. Tell your, your, your family. Tell your neighbors. People, let's, let's make free talk the predominant social media over Facebook. All right? Now, one last item that I want to put out there about, which uh, I didn't get a chance to really uh, look, look at, And this, this is uh, apparently happened. This happened in Portland suburbs. Pro-Trump supporters rally in Portland suburbs as the protests continue. Uh, more like riots. <laughs> Hundreds of the president's supporters gathered for an Oregon for Trump caravan rally on Labor Day. The caravan rode through the suburbs of Portland where they showed their support for the president's re-election while also denouncing the recent violence overtaking the community. On Monday, hundreds of pro-Trumpers gathered in Oregon City and drove down to Salem, waving American flags and donning MAGA gear for miles. Some of the rally-goers blamed Democrats for the ongoing rioting and looting in Portland, which have gone on for more than 100 days, 100 nights straight. The caravan avoided actually entering the city of Portland in an effort to help keep everyone safe. This took place just weeks after a similar rally, which ended in clashes among protesters. After that rally, Trump supporter Aaron Danielson was shot and killed by Michael Forrest Renault, I think that's how it's pronounced, who was a self-proclaimed Antifa supporter. Just days after Renault was shot and killed himself by police. In a statement on the event's Facebook page, organizers confirmed local law enforcement stood guard at the starting and ending locations to provide a fun, safe, and peaceful event for all participants. Meanwhile, local media outlets confirmed there were no counter-protests, there were no counter-protesters at Monday's event. So here we have counter-protests going out there. And let me just say for the record, anyone committing acts of violence and calling it a protest no. If you're committing violence, you're a terrorist thug for Antifa and BLM. No ifs, ands, or buts. And I'll tell you right now, I guarantee that a lot of what these uh, pro-Trump supporters put up on Facebook probably get taken down as fast as they go up. And that's why I'm that's why I'm pushing very hard for everyone to sign up with Free Talk and get away from Facebook. Eventually, I'll be getting away from Facebook too. It may take some time, but I will get away from Facebook once I see that free talk is starting to gain and grow in popularity over, over that of Facebook. Conservatives, we need 
a place to go that's safe. We need a place to go where our voices are heard without fear of censorship. The same censorship that takes place on Facebook on a regular basis. Gunslinger, any final thoughts before I call this a broadcast? No, it's a, you know, just the general stuff, you know. You know, that Facebook, you know, fuck book, dumb fuck book, fuck offs. I can name a bunch of them, okay? They all refer to the same thing. When you have people like that that put you in Facebook jail for just merely commenting on something, not even your post, just merely commenting, fuck them some bitches, okay? This shit's got to stop. They they should be busted up a long time ago, just like Ma Bell was, because they got she got too big for him, her britches too, okay? Just like Facebook is doing even today. So, you know, that other alternative I even signed up over too. So fuck them, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> well, hopefully more people will sign up. It's freetalk.app. That's freetalk.app. Be sure to join and sign up today. Let's make free talk, like I said, the predominant social media outlet where conservatives can speak freely and not have to worry about being put in some form of jail or be shadow banned where our voices can be heard. Okay? Well, that'll do it for this edition of Firefox News Online. We will be back for the Wednesday night edition at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Y'all be good. Be good. Be careful. If you can't be careful, please, with the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Until next time, America. Remember this, Election Day, let your voice be heard. Go to the polls and vote. Don't do mail-in voting. Go to the polls. Let's make America more than just great again. Let's make America mean something again. Let's show the Democrats that their vision of America is not our vision. Until next time, take care. And now, if I can get this. Of course, now my laptop is being temperamental here. Okay, we're going to play jump up and down. I'm trying to get... There we go. Now you're cooking. Bear with me, folks. It's one of those days. And... Oh, come on. Really? Here comes the outro. I hope. Let's see what happens.
getting there, folks. Outro. Play, please. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. Hey, we'd like to hear from you, so send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, we'd like to hear from you. Send to we report at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's we report at firefoxnewsonline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. That's all, folks. So let it be written. So let it be done.